0: Have you ever wished that your world had more magic?
1: God, that scared me. Or your favorite character
0: <laughs> had survived? How about a full-length spinoff of your favorite childhood series? But <laughs> do we have a podcast for you. Good evening, everyone. I'm Claire. And I'm Kat. And this is Fire, Whiskey, and Honey, the podcast about your favorite novel-length Harry Potter fan fiction.
1: The dead of time.
0: Each episode, we read a chapter of this story.
1: Which is rated explicit for language in adult situations.
0: So listen with headphones.
1: Or don't. We won't judge.
0: Without further ado, here's our recap of last week's chapter of The Debt of Time. Oh, Lord. First off, I just want to say I love that you always say situations instead of situations.
1: Well, is that like I'm, a New
0: Jersey thing?
1: No. Or is that just, just a funny thing? I'm just cool like that. That's how cool
0: people say it. Do cool people also call water water?
1: Yes, because that's the correct <laughs> pronunciation, and I don't know why Jimmy doesn't say it. He's not a real New Jersey person, then, like, he can just GTFO.
0: No, he just GTLs. Ayy. throwback,
1: anyway. Oh, I don't
0: get it. What Jim Tan Laundry, Jersey Shore. What is wrong with you, Jesus? Okay. Last episode, chapter I never seven. I
1: Jersey Shore because I have better taste than that.
0: Oh. Bless you, sweet child. I love you. This is why we're friends. Anyway, last chapter was chapter seven, Terrible Watchdog. What happened? Oh, God. <laughs> for those of you listening, it has only been a week for you, but it's been about two weeks for Kat and I since the last time we did this because I went on my honeymoon. I'm not Um, sorry.
1: Something happened and then I was speechless and then some more stuff happened and yeah.
0: And you blushed so hard we could hear it.
1: What does a blush sound like?
0: Have you listened to episode seven? No. Okay. First off, you're a bad co-host. Number two. I'm kidding. Number three. Last episode started with them getting to Grimald Place and figuring out who R.A.B. was. And Sirius got all, like, moody and shit because he didn't want to think that his brother was a good guy.
1: Oh, yeah. And then, like, there was that book thing and Harry asked questions and then he took the page out of it because he didn't want him to know, which I thought was super sketch.
0: Yes, the uh, family genealogy of the... uh, Oh God, I can hear all the fans yelling at me. It's not the pure 28, sacred 28. Sacred 28 is the 28 founding wizarding families that are pure blooded. Potters used to be part of it, but clearly, you know, kind of ruined that when he married Lily. But yeah, Sirius vanished out the Potter page and then said that his mother had ripped it out years ago when he moved in with the Potters. What else happened?
1: Um, A lot of things.
0: Actually, I think that happened in episode six. Um, Last episode, uh, it, we jumped right into things with them breaking into the ministry, stealing the locket from Umbridge, and then they ha- went back to Grimmauld Place. But the same thing that happened in the movies happened in this, where somebody grabbed onto them and got apparated to the top step, which means they can now see Grimmauld Place, which means it is no longer a safe place. So Sirius, I believe, is the one who... Side along apparated them oh hermione did it hermione apparated all three of them to uh the quidditch world cup area where it took place years ago and in doing so got splinched ringing a bell
1: yeah a little bit
0: okay so sirius was super protective of her wouldn't let her wear the horcrux wanted her to heal up was essentially pretty much in dog mode the entire time um And then the whole thing with Ron being whiny and wanting to go home happened and he left and, um, uh, oh, oh, and the big, the big thing that happened for Sirius and Hermione was that Ron was like, and you're not even just here for me and you're not here for Harry, you're here for Sirius and Sirius told her that something had changed because of the life debt ritual and he told her that he knew that she'd done the life debt ritual. And um uh and then at the very end Harry said that he wanted to go to Godric's Hollow.
1: Okay then. Nice recap.
0: What happened at Godric's Hollow in the movies? Magic. <laughs> Snake and a lady. What? And not the fun kind. Snake in lady. Little old lady walking around, doesn't say anything because she can only speak in snake language because she's actually dead and a genie is hiding inside of her.
1: Oh, okay. You
0: don't remember that?
1: No, I kind of do now.
0: Yeah, they go to the graveyard where Harry's parents are. All right. So, chapter eight. December 26th, 1997. Happy Christmas, Sirius. With a sad smile, Hermione entered the room from the tent's kitchen. The wizard was currently resting on a large bed with a bandage wrapped around his arm. Sirius scowled at her. Christmas was yesterday. Yes, but you were unconscious yesterday, Hermione explained, holding a small cup out to him. And I brought you tea. Consider it my gift. She smiled as he took it, bringing the liquid to his lips, pausing only briefly to look up at her. She rolled her eyes, trying to look offended. It's not laced with anything. He narrowed his eyes. Can you understand my hesitance? I maintain that I was doing the right thing, slipping you that sleeping drought, uh, sorry, slipping that sleeping drought in your tea. Hermione crossed her arms firmly across her chest. You were exhausted and refusing to take care of yourself. Sirius winked at her. And it's your job to take care of me? Stop that. Drink your bloody tea. She swears now, he said with a grin. I'm starting to think I'm a bad influence on you. Drink the bloody tea, Sirius, Hermione scowled, but dropped her anger a notch when she saw him obey. Sirius held the now empty cup out to her, going so far as to open his mouth like a child to prove that he had swallowed every drop. Feel better? He stared up at her with a knowing look and smirked. Yes but you could have just asked me to take a pain relief potion. You're a shit liar, love. Hermione flushed at the implied accusation. Well, I never know when you're going to fight me over something. She fell into the armchair, perturbed. You always want to argue with me. That's because riling you up is fun. She frowned. I don't like fighting with you. You will. He smiled and caught her look of annoyance. Before she could counter, he cut her off. Harry doing all right? Yes, he's got my wand, she said. He's been out there for a few hours. Still can't believe we lost two wands in that fight. One bloody snake. The trip to Godric's Hollow had been less than successful. A trap. They'd figured out there would be a trap, but a snake hidden in... Or, sorry, they figured there would be a trap. But a snake hidden inside of an old woman? That they hadn't seen coming. So, I need to figure out a way to do like flashbacks cuz they're in italics, but clearly I can't talk in italics. So, we're just going to do like a sh-
1: Or you could pull a Russell Brand. When I scream, that means it's in capitals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when I emphasize it with volume, that means it's in capitals. And then proceeds to scream profanity. God, that's And
1: then everybody who's listening to this is like, "What?" <laughs>
0: Okay, guys, if you haven't heard Russell Brand read his death threats, do it. It is hilarious.
1: But listen right. to us first, and then do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep keep listening to the episode, and then, then go listen to Russell Brand. All right, so we're going into a flashback. <laughs> Sirius, of course, knew right away that something was off and pleaded with Harry and Hermione to leave. When they both refused, he insisted, taking hold of each of them and threatening to disapparate out. After visiting the cemetery, it was clear that Sirius was serious about his threats. Hey. Harry and Hermione agreed, and only then did the snake attack, right there in the middle of the street. Death Eaters apparated in, and a duel broke out, Sirius squaring off against Dolohov and Roll, while Hermione faced McNair. Harry, by himself, was left with the snake. It slithered around the street, striking at him nimbly and repeatedly. Hermione easily bested McNair, stunning him to the ground. She rushed to help Sirius, who looked like he was taking particular pleasure in landing curses on Dolohov. As she did so, Raoul stepped into her path. Quick pause. Dolohov is the one who... Oh god, they don't do a good enough job of this in the movie. Um, During the ministry battle... In number five, when Sirius dies, uh, Hermione is hit with a super nasty curse. She's being attacked by the Death Eaters. Dolohov comes at her and he goes to cast curses at them, but she silences him. So he's forced to cast everything non-verbally, which in the Harry Potter magic world means that it's less powerful. So Dalahov still manages to curse her, but she survives, but it's still super hard because it was a really, 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 really bad injury. So Sirius is attacking the crap out of Dalahov. Uh, Hermione easily bested McNair, stunning him to the ground. She rushed to help Sirius, who looked like he was taking particular pleasure in landing curses on Dalahov. As she did so, Raoul stepped into her path. The Death Eaters attacked the two fiercely, and when they were both distracted by a shout from Harry, Dalahav aimed his wand at Hermione. That was apparently enough to snap what little restraint Sirius had left, and a bright green light burst from the end of his wand, hitting Dalahav in the chest and dropping him to the ground. What does a green light mean? Great Gatsby. Great literary comparison, but wrong. Uh, So stunning spells are red, the Avada Kedavra death curse is green.
1: Uh-huh. Um, oh, so it's kind of like in Star Wars how the lightsabers be different. Okay, got
0: it. I'm so proud of how nerdy you're being. <laughs> uh, hitting Dalahov in the chest and dropping him to the ground, still and silent forever. Despite the horror of the scene, Hermione could not help but feel that justice had been served. After all, this was Death Eater responsible for almost killing her in the Department of Mysteries. "'He's coming!' Harry screamed, and Sirius and Hermione rushed to him. Sirius took hold of Harry's arm and pulled him quickly to his feet, throwing curse after curse at the snake. Nijini, however, dodged and deflected every spell with precision and speed that none of them were prepared for. "'More are coming!' Hermione shrieked as Death Eaters began operating around them. Harry let out a loud yell, grasping at the scar on his forehead. A newly arrived Death Eater used the diversion to disarm Sirius. Shit, he yelled, at the same time that Harry let out a loud yelp of pain, his body falling rigid into Sirius's arms. Hermione, we've got to get out of here. Hold on, she shouted, grabbing them both, and disapparated away just in time. Unfortunately, the landing was less than graceful, and Harry pitched forward, snapping his wand into pieces, thus leaving one working wand between the three of them. Back in the future. At least you can do wandless magic, Hermione sighed as she looked over at Sirius, sitting on the bed, still recovering from the splinching that had marred him during their last escape. She'd felt terrible, of course. Thankfully, it was not as bad as her splinching had been. She and Sirius argued passionately over whether or not he should be treating the wound himself, but in the end, he gave up, though only after Hermione threatened to stun him into submission. It's not that hard... Oh. <clears throat> "'It's not that hard when you have the right focus,' Sirius insisted. "'How'd you get so good at it? "'It's not something they teach much at Hogwarts.' "'She pulled her knees to her chest, cuddled back into the chair, "'and pulled a blanket over herself, "'wishing she had her wand to cast a warming charm on the tent. "'I had a friend at school who taught me,' Sirius smiled. "'Very powerful witch.' "'Hermione chuckled. "'Why am I not surprised it was a girl?' Because I'm so devastatingly handsome? Sirius grinned. She shook her head, not taking the bait. I'm not stroking your ego. Well, if not my ego, then would you like to-
1: Don't finish that
0: sentence. Sirius let out a bark and laugh. (laughs) That, that everyone, that is what blushing sounds like. Don't finish that sentence. Sirius let out a barking laugh. It's so easy to get you riled up. Very endearing, Hermione. Sirius. Harry called as he entered the tent, soaking wet and shivering. What happened? Exactly. What happened?
1: He's soaking wet and shivering. Did himself? <laughs>
0: Think about it. Harry Potter, movie number seven. What does Harry do (laughs) that causes him to get dripping wet in the middle of December? It's almost like he's fully submerged in water. Almost like he broke through the ice and dived into a pond. Dove into a pond. Jesus Christ, woman, when he goes to get the sword of... We're fighting. Hermione stood up quickly and rushed to him. Harry, what happened? She reclaimed her wand from him to perform a drying spell before shoving him into the nearest chair. Then she grabbed a blanket and hastily draped it over him. Are you all right? Where have you been? You were supposed to have been keeping watch. It's okay. Everything's fine. More than fine. I'm great. There's someone here. What do you mean? Who? Hermione looked up and watched as Ron walked into the tent, standing there, holding a sword and dripping onto the threadbare carpet. You! she growled throwing her wand onto a nearby chair she fisted her hands tightly and ran at him punching every inch of him she could you are a complete arse ronald weasley i know i know i'm sorry he shouted trying to preserve uh, he shouted trying to protect himself from her punches oh you're sorry are you yes ron said calmly i, I was a right git you were right it was that bloody locket i'm sorry for what i said He looked up and caught sight of Sirius sitting on the edge of the large bed in the corner. I'm sorry, he said to Sirius, who had narrowed his gaze. After a long moment, the man nodded. Apology not accepted, Hermione yelled and reached for her wand. Hermione, Harry said, drawing her attention and sighing. He just saved my life. What? Sirius stood up. Why did he need to? Were the words breached? No, I... I I saw something. What did you see? Sirius inquired, stepping forward and taking possession of Hermione's wand before she ended up cursing Ron with something permanent. A Patronus, Harry explained. A doe. Sirius's face paled. What did you say? A doe, Harry repeated. It led me to a small frozen pond. I lit Hermione's wand and looked down and I saw it. Harry gestured to the sword in Ron's hand and grinned. We've got it. We can destroy more Horcruxes now. More? Hermione asked, her temper finally calming. Ron beamed at her apparent cool-down. He held up the locket, broken and black. She snatched it from him and turned it over for a careful examination. And you're sure it's gone? Pretty damn. Harry chuckled, nervously running his fingers through his newly dried hair. It fought back when I opened it. Ron stabbed it with a sword. Good redemption, Sirius commented, glancing between Ron and Hermione carefully. How'd it fight back? Ron looked down shamefully. I'd rather not talk about it. Do you remember what happened? No uh so picture frozen pond harry jumped in locket tries to like choke him out while he's doing it ron ends up jumping in pulling harry out jumping in again grabbing the sword coming out they go to open the locket and go to hit it and out of the locket comes two silver figures once harry one's hermione ringing a bell they start kissing Wow, what Well, listeners, it looks like Kat has some more homework to do this weekend, and it involves watching Deathly Hallows Part 1.
1: Well, I don't usually watch the 7th Part 1 and 2 very much because, like, it makes me sad. And also, some of this stuff freaks me out, and I don't like it that Dobby has to die
0: well lucky for you this part happens before Dobby dies so you can just turn the movie off before that yeah,
1: happens yeah cause like I'm weird like that like in love actually where what's her face finally gets the hot dude to her apartment like I always have to fast forward through that oh my god, cause it's I so can't, I can't right?
0: watch it it hurts it's so me. awkward
1: like I'm just like
0: no okay. it yeah, hurts it god he's really hot yeah
1: okay so <laughs> oh, harry potter
0: <laughs> harry potter so anyway um yeah so when ron tries to destroy the horcrux he sees hermione and harry kissing and saying that they're happier without him and because that's Horcruxes latch on to what you're afraid of um anyway can you imagine if like those things existed
1: in real life like how many i would have of all the fears that i have oh god
0: Okay, I think you're thinking of a boggart. I really hope you wouldn't run into a horcrux, because those are... You have to murder somebody, and then when you murder someone, it fragments your soul, and then you take that piece of your soul and you put it into an inanimate or an animate object, and then you can't die.
1: Well, I don't want to die, so that's fine with me.
0: Listeners, I would like to say that Kat basically just alluded to the fact that she would be willing to murder to stay alive forever.
1: Well, I want to live forever, like, on fame, so... She's a murderer. Well, you're the one I would call to hide the body in the carpet, so. Accessory.
0: Uh, dear Mr. FBI, NSA, CIA, whatever <laughs> agent, Um, I would never do that. I would call the police. Just saying. Moving on.
1: So they kissed, okay.
0: Yeah, okay. So anyway, um, Ron looked down shamefully. I'd rather not talk about it. Wait, how'd you get the sword? You said it was in a frozen pond? Hermione asked. When Harry flushed and avoided her gaze, her mouth fell open. Oh no, Harry, you didn't! I did. Stupid, I know. Especially since the locket was still around my neck. It tried to drown me. Sirius rounded on Harry. What? Ron saved me, dove in after me, pulled me out, and went back down for the sword. So can we all just move on now? Harry asked, exhaustion dimming his eyes. Sirius gave a curt nod, but Hermione was still eyeing Ron distrustfully. Please, Hermione. Fine, she agreed, glaring at the redhead, contemplating the exact movements of Ginny's bat bogey hex, just in case he said or did something else to rile her. But I want to know how you found us to begin with. Ron pulled out the deluminator. With this. Oh, 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 I'm excited. You know why? March
1: twenty
0: seventh, nineteen
1: ninety-eight. Oh, My seventh birthday. <sighs> uh, good times.
0: Good times. I think that was actually the year I did the Harry Potter birthday party. My mom made a sorting hat pinata. We had a, instead of carrying eggs and spoons and trying to race them, we had little ping pong balls that we spray painted gold for snitches. And mom made a Harry Potter cake with one corner with no icing because one of my friends was a heathen and hated icing.
1: Okay, then. March 27th, 1998.
0: The group had spent months continually moving from campsite to campsite, stopping only for a day or two before moving again. Sirius helped considerably with the locations, as he had spent a year on the run with Buckbeak before Voldemort's return. It took several weeks of constant apologizing, but Ron mended his friendships with Harry and Hermione, though the latter kept him at arm's length, spending most of her time researching with Harry or training with Sirius, expanding her skill at wandless magic. Ron had also provided them with more than just the Sword of Godric Gryffindor, Apparently, during his escape from the campsite many months before, he had been picked up by a group of snatchers and was able to disarm one of them, thus furnishing Harry with a used wand. Sirius declined to take it for himself, asserting that whatever magic he needed, he could do wandlessly, though it was admittedly can less you do powerful.
1: How do wandless magic?
0: Well, you have to think that the, wa- the magic is inside of them because, I mean, Harry was able to make the glass at the zoo disappear, at at you know 10 years old without a wand so like clearly the magic is within you
1: then why do you even need a wand
0: but conduit oh okay think about it a fire is hot but if you pump heat through pipes well now it spreads everywhere that's a bad example
1: <sighs> yeah but okay
0: Anyhow, it made no difference, however, when towards the end of March, one of their group accidentally set off the taboo on Voldemort's name, and a large group of snatchers surrounded and disarmed them. Hermione had been smart enough to throw a stinging hex at Harry's face, thus obscuring his well-known scar. Sirius was too easily recognized, so he shifted into Padfoot before anyone caught sight of him. Hopes of escaping were put to rest due to the fact that he could not possibly leave any of them behind, especially Harry and Hermione. So, while the Snatchers bound the two young wizards and the witch to another kid and a wounded goblin, Padfoot was tackled and tied down by Fenrir Greyback. "'Skabior, this ain't a real dog,' Greyback insisted. "'I can smell the magic, the familiar magic, on him.' "'Then bring it along!' We'll figure it out at the manor, Scabior responded, grinning as he held up a copy of the Daily Prophet that showed Hermione's face. Hermione Granger, it read, known to be traveling with Harry Potter. A second look at Harry, swollen face or not, and Scabior looked like he had just struck gold. The group disapparated into the darkness, and when they reappeared, Sirius grimaced at the all-too-familiar sight of Malfoy Manor. The last time he had been there for Lucius and Narcissa's wedding, something he had not even been invited to. Oh, wait. The last time he had been there had been for Lucius and Narcissa's wedding, something he had not even been invited to. It had been a last-ditch effort to help save his cousin from a loveless and dangerous marriage arrangement, but Narcissa, as usual, had cowered at the thought of her husband and had Sirius thrown from the premises. Now, He was back, in the shape of a black dog, tied and thrown over the shoulder of the very same werewolf who had infected his best friend. One of the snatchers strode to the gates and shook them. "'How do we get in? They're locked, Greyback!' He whipped his hands away in fright. The iron was contorting, twisting itself out of its abstract curls and coils into a frightening face that spoke in a clanging, echoing voice. State your purpose.
1: You sound like creature when you say that. You might as well just go for the, Wazowski, you didn't follow your paperwork last night.
0: State your purpose. Oh, God. We've got Potter. Greyback roared triumphantly. We've captured Harry Potter. I don't remember what accent I did the first time. I'm sorry, guys, there's no continuity there. The gate swung open. Come on, grebeck ordered his men, shifting Padfoot against his shoulder and shoving the tied prisoners forward roughly. The moment they entered the large manor, Sirius heard a familiar voice. Follow me, Narcissa directed, leading the way across the hall. My son Draco is home for the Easter holidays. If that boy really is Harry Potter, he will know. The drawing room dazzled after the darkness outside. A crystal chandelier dangled from the ceiling and portraits hung against dark purple walls. Two figures rose from chairs in front of an ornate marble fireplace as prisoners were forced into the room by the snatchers. What is this? The dreadful, familiar, drawling voice of Lucius Malfoy fell on their ears. At the sound, Sirius let out a low and dangerous growl. Take that beast back outside. Lucius demanded. I don't think it's really a dog, Greyback explained. I've smelt this magic before. An animagus, Lucius eyed Padfoot warily. Take him in the other room and force him to transform back. Greyback begrudgingly obeyed, taking Padfoot into the next room where he threw him to the floor with a loud thud and cracked his neck eagerly, preparing to enjoy this interrogation. He leant down to grip the dog by the scruff, and Padfoot turned, viciously barking and snapping his jaws at the werewolf. Greyback responded by squeezing Sirius's throat tightly until he whimpered, gasping for breath. What's this noise? Padfoot's eyes went wide at the voice, and he began thrashing violently against Greyback's hold. He craned his neck to where Greyback had adjusted his grip, and his blurry eyes caught a glimpse of Bellatrix in the doorway found this moat with the Potter kids and his friends. Malfoy wanted me to get him to transform. You idiot half-breed! Bellatrix used her wand to fling the werewolf backward into the large marble con- column, knocking him unconscious. Well, 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 Bella sneered down at him. You're looking quite alive, cousin. Though still bound, Padfoot snapped his jaws at Bellatrix, who only laughed at him. Him and swishing her wand in the air to constrict the ropes that bound his body even more tightly, he whined loudly as crane. Bleh. He whined loudly as pain crushed in on his ribs. Oh, the Dark Lord will be so pleased if the brat in the other room really is Potter. I will have such fun. "'letting you watch him die right in front of you. "'Or perhaps I should kill you in front of him. "'Again!' "'She grinned and levitated Padfoot's body, "'floating him after her into the other room, "'where Draco and Lucius were inspecting the prisoners, "'a look of fear in the younger wizard's face. "'Is it him, Draco?' "'Draco flinched at the sound of her voice. "'I can't be sure,' he whispered. But surely, she inquired quietly, this is the mudblood girl. This is Granger? Yes, yes, it's Granger, Lucius insisted. That beside her is Potter, we think. Potter and his friends, caught at last. Of course it's them, Bellatrix said. And I've just caught myself a wayward blood traitor." She gestured to Padfoot, suspended in midair behind her. Sirius Black, back from the dead. Narcissus studied him with wide blue eyes. Sirius, she whispered, staring at him, fear and pity in her gaze. Bellatrix dragged back her left sleeve. They all saw the dark mark burned into the flesh of her arm and knew that she was about to touch it to summon her beloved master. I was about to call him lucius claimed and his hand actually closed upon bellatrix's wrist preventing her from touching the mark i shall summon him bella potter has been brought into my home and therefore it is upon my authority your authority she sneered attempting to wrench her hand away from his grasp you lost your authority when you lost your wand lucius how dare you take your hands off of me She stopped struggling when her dark eyes fixed upon something in the corner, where the remaining snatcher stood, presumably waiting for payment. Jubilant expression on his face, Lucius threw her hand down from him and ripped up his own sleeve. Stop! Bellatrix shrieked. Do not touch it! We shall all perish if the Dark Lord comes now! Lucius froze, his index finger hovering above his own mark. What? Is that, Bellatrix snapped. Sword, a snatcher grunted. Give it to me. It's not yours, missus. It's mine, reckon. I found it. There was a bang and a flash of red light. Scabior drew his wand to a roar of anger from his fellows. What do you think you're playing at, woman? Expelliarmus, stupefy! She screamed, disarming Scabior and stunning the rest of his group. She moved in on Scabior and threw him to the floor. Where did you find this sword? Snape sent it to my vault in Gringots. It was in their tent, Scabior rasped. Draco, move this scum outside, Bellatrix ordered, indicating the unconscious men. If you haven't got the guts to finish them, then leave them in the courtyard for me. Ooh, damn, she's gonna kill him.
1: You know, if this job doesn't work out, you should just move back to Florida and do sketches in Harry Potter
0: World. <laughs> <laughs> You could be a one-woman show and just do all the voices. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. What happened to- Your voices are so bad. Yeah, fuck you. Well- I'm kind of digging my Bellatrix voice. I don't know where it came from. They are bad, but that was good. Thank you. I'm trying. I think it's the southern accents. They help.
1: Bless your heart.
0: (laughs) I live in the real South now. You don't say that unless you mean it.
1: Wormtail. Uh,
0: we're not there yet. Uh.
1: They don't know that.
0: <laughs> don't you dare speak to Draco like Narcissa began furiously. Bellatrix screamed, Be quiet! The situation is graver than you can possibly imagine, sissy. We have a very serious problem. Because <laughs> their problem's serious. She stood, panting slightly, looking down at the sword, examining its hilt. Then she turned to look at the silent prisoners. Put them in the cellar while I think of what to do. Take them down, Wormtail! At the mention of his name, Padfoot growled and barked viciously, thrashing in the air as he tried to break free of his bindings, struggling to reach just an inch of flesh so he could tear it from the body of the traitorous rat. Wait! Bellatrix ordered sharply. "'except for the mudblood and Sirius.' "'She gestured first to Hermione and then to him. "'Keep the blood trader away from Potter,' she directed, "'likely figuring that keeping the two separate "'would cause them the most pain. "'Wormtail ushered the prisoners to the cellar, "'flinching when Padfoot barked viciously at him. "'Hermione cowered against a nearby pillar "'as Bellatrix descended upon her. "'Wand raised, "'Where did you get that sword?' She asked the girl with a menacing look in her eyes. Before Hermione could even answer the question, Padfoot began kicking in midair, paws lashing out against his restraints, barking madly and growling as loudly as possible. His barks echoed off the marble floors and walls, nearly drowning out the screams of Hermione's name that came from the cellar. Shut up, you blood traitor! Bellatrix snapped. Sissa, take him to the other room while I deal with this girl. Can't get an answer out of her with him making all that racket. Bella... The girl? Narcissa, go! Lucius roared at his wife, his eyes narrowed. Draco, go with your mother. Draco huffed, but took his mother's hand in his, swept into the next room, flicking his wand upwards and levitating padfoot to follow. Once the door to the drawing room had closed behind them, Sirius shifted into his human form, still tightly bound. He looked up into his cousin's blue eyes and into the gray ones, like his own, of her son. He had never before seen such resemblance to the Black side of family in Draco. Then again, the young wizard was a near-mirror image of his father. Sissa. Wait, what? Draco looks just like Lucius, right? Pale hair, pale hair, pale face. The only difference is Draco has gray eyes, which runs in the Black family. Sirius has gray eyes, I think Regulus did too.
1: So is he actually... Yeah, no, he's
0: Lucius son, But he's head. also... Oh, okay. Flashback to a few episodes ago, um, the three sisters, Bellatrix, Narcissa, and Andromeda, they're all Blacks by birth. So Narcissa is Sirius's cousin, oh. first cousin. Oh,
1: okay, got it. I was going to say conspiracy yeah, no, Her theory. dad was
0: Cygnus Black, who was Walburga Black's brother. Wizarding Maury. Yep. WizardingAncestry.com. Sissa, let me go. Sirius pleaded with her. You know this is wrong. Sirius, please be quiet. She turned away from him. You don't know how dangerous this is. What you've brought into my house. What I've brought. Sissa, we were captured and brought here against our will. You know, Bella, you know what she's going to do. And you're just going to let her. But his sentence was cut off by Hermione's screams. Sirius's eyes widened and he let himself pale as the blood drained from his face in rage and fear. No, no, Hermione, Sissa, she's torturing her. I know, Narcissa whispered. Let me go, Sirius shouted. Sissa, do the right thing for once in your life. Do the right thing. She looked down at her cousin with tears in her eyes. I can't, Sirius. We're dead if I let you go. You're dead already, Sirius counted. Countered, you're trapped under the heel of a dictator, your husband is wantless, and your son has been sacrificed. He eyed the boy who turned away, consciously covering his left forearm. Sissa, let me go and I will help you. Narcissa shook her head. There's no helping me. Mother, maybe, Draco began hesitantly, but stopped mid sentence as the screams coming from the other room grew louder. I'm sorry, Sirius. Narcissa said regretfully, "'So am I, cousin.' Sirius stared up into her terrified face. "'Invocato vita debitum.'" You remember that? That's chapter not. two. That's the uh, life debt ritual. Yeah, Narcissa's okay. eyes widened dramatically, and she stumbled as though someone was pressing down on her shoulders, attempting to force her to kneel. "'What are you doing?' You owe me a life debt, and I will call it in now, with or without your consent, he threatened. Her voice broke as she whispered, Sirius? What's he talking about? Draco demanded. Sirius gave her a dangerous look that said he was at the end of what little patience he had. Let him go, Narcissa ordered her son quickly. Draco pulled out his wand and set loose the bindings that trapped Sirius. Cousin, please, can you save us? sirius stood up and shook off the rope moving to the door stay here he ordered them both and then shifted back into his animagus form he was still unarmed and despite his power he was no match against bellatrix without his wand silently slipping back into the drawing room padfoot flinched at the smell of blood invading his nostrils and his eyes widened as he saw hermione lying on the ground tears streaming from her eyes her arm extended and marred by a familiar scar covered it carved into her otherwise perfect flesh no he thought not this not here not now fury fueled him as he crept forward in a silent frenzy at the last second he let out a soft growl and watched as bellatrix turned to see his dark frame Padfoot launched himself forward, landing on her body, pinning it to the ground, knocking her wand from her hand. She actually looked afraid for a split second, and he imagined how wonderful it would be—how uh, wonderful it would feel—to watch the bitch get carted off to Azkaban again. But then Remus's words to Harry months earlier echoed in his mind: "Harry, the time for disarming is past, and so was the time for mercy." One glance to the side where Hermione's still body was sprawled on the floor sent him teetering over the edge. He turned and bared his sharp teeth at his cousin, opened his jaws wide enough to sink his wicked fangs into the flesh of her neck. Bellatrix tried to scream, but the sound died as Padfoot tightened his grip on her throat and violently tugged backwards, tearing it from her body. Crucio. He heard behind him briefly, and a sharp pain racked his entire body. Padfoot fell to the ground, whimpering as the sensation of a thousand knives carved into his flesh. Looking up, he saw Lucius Malfoy staring down at him with scorn, Hermione's stolen wand in hand, and a hint of joy in his face at the position he was in now. Padfoot snarled between whimpers of pain as his gaze met Lucius's. He recalled a time long ago when the same Death Eater had had a wand trained on him, just like this. A small scar to the left of Lucius's nose was a reminder of how that last encounter had ended. "'Narcissa, I think it's time for you to reaffirm your loyalties and vows, my love,' Lucius said coldly. "'Your blood traitor cousin just murdered your sister.' While there is no love lost between myself and Bellatrix, the Dark Lord will not be pleased. Bella, Narcissa whispered, bringing a hand to cover her mouth. Draco stood beside her protectively, blanching at the sight of his aunt, soaking in a puddle of her own blood, throat ripped from her body. Kill the beast, Lucius ordered his wife, pointing at Padfoot. Narcissa shook her head defiantly. Lucius? Do it yourself willingly, Lucius said with a sneer, or I will make you do it. No, Narcissus stirred firm. You've been using the Imperius on me for twenty years, and I am done being your little puppet. You, insolent, Lucius hissed as he raised his wand to his wife. Avada! "Sectum Sempra." The scream came from behind Lucius, and the elder Death Eater turned with wide, cold eyes to his attacker and toward the wand pointing aggressively in his direction. The wand in Lucius's own hand fell from his grip as blood seeped through his finely pressed shirt. As his body fell forward, Padfoot traced his gaze along the hawthorn wand, gripped in white-knuckled fingers, to blemished arm, and then to Draco, who stood tall and firm, staring with hard, cold gray eyes at his fallen father's back jesus boom what a chapter am i right
1: yeah that's intense
0: i was actually really excited for this one just because it's like all the other chapters you know it's kind of been okay you know we're setting up for things to happen and you know we're bringing sirius back so that he can be involved in the story but this one i feel like is like it goes through damn near all of like an entire half of movie 7 in an episode in one chapter. So you're getting a lot of stuff but like seeing those scenes that are so classic from the movie and the books, you know, Hermione getting tortured. So actually in the books I don't think she has mud blood carved into her arm, she's just tortured. But to have that paradigm shift of it's not Her, you know, suffering and them waiting for Dobby to come and let them out. And then Harry and Ron stopping it and Dobby helping to stop it. It's serious. killing Bellatrix by turning into a dog and ripping out her throat. And then Lucius Malfoy getting killed by his son and his wife saying that she's been under the Imperius for 20 years. And like,
1: knowledge bomb,
0: right? Okay, but I'm going to need more feedback, though.
1: I don't really have anything to say.
0: Are you wowed? Are you amazed?
1: Yeah. I am sham wowed.
0: <laughs> You're the literal worst. Okay. Um, there was one little nugget in that chapter that hints about what's going to happen at the end of season one, beginning of season two. Did you catch it?
1: Of course not.
0: I tried really hard not to emphasize it because it was actually the first time I caught it. Granted, this is only, like, I think my second or third, maybe fourth time reading the first book of Dead of Time. I mean, Um, but there's, you know, screw it. I'm going to point it out to you because I'm pretty sure you're still not going to guess what's going to happen.
1: Oh, thanks.
0: No, 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 no. It's not anything bad. It's just, it's so fantastic that I don't think you're going to realize it. Um, So, So this is after Sirius has been released by Nurses and Draco. Silently slipping back into the drawing room, Padfoot flinched at the smell of blood invading his nostrils and his eyes widened as he saw Hermione lying on the ground. Tears streaming from her eyes, her arm extended and marred by the familiar scars carved into her otherwise perfect flesh.
1: Wait, first off, since when does she have
0: scars um if you remember in the movie she uh bellatrix carves the word mudblood into her arm
1: okay yeah but and how is this supposed to help me
0: her arm extended and marred by the familiar scarves scars carved into her otherwise perfect flesh
1: yeah and
0: familiar they were carved into her skin 30 seconds ago how does he know what they look like Why are they familiar?
1: Because he was there. He's a clairvoyant. I don't know. I'm a muggle.
0: I struggle. Do you hear that?
1: It's the sound of the winds of change. Great
0: Monsters, Inc. reference. I'm glad you got that. But the sound you're actually hearing is all of our listeners either groaning or screaming.
1: Well, I'm a muggle. I struggle. (laughs) The
0: muggle struggle is real. I have that written on a coffee mug.
1: Y'all gotta just remember that I'm not very observant, and sometimes I don't pick up on crap like this. And also, this is my first time hearing all of this, (laughs) so... And and, and she's
0: hearing it one chapter at a time with, like, two-week breaks sometimes, so we'll give you some slack. But, uh y'all ever see friends you remember that thing that ross did with his hands that's what's happening <laughs> and it's not unagi like no offense but i give no fucks she means to say fucks <laughs> that being said though um you know who i
1: think is a witch who jennifer lopez she, she has, has not, not aged, aged a in like day in well, her life she, like, she
0: basically stopped aging at like geez. 25 30 no no because she like matured like a fine wine at 30 and then she just stayed there she hasn't changed it's not fair These people sorry that no it's fine really random okay so another random thought
1: what is the purpose of bath salts and i'm not talking about the drug i'm talking about what you put in the bath because all they do is sink to the bottom and they scrape your butt and it's like you're taking a bath in the bottom of the ocean it feels (laughs) like sand like bubble bath
0: people bubble bath is better stop cutting your butts (laughs) okay number one i don't know that i've used bath salts since like the 90s maybe early 2000s number two That took a wild left turn. and like, I understand
1: that sometimes Epsom salts can like help detox your body and like work with inflammation and stuff. But I don't want to sit in a hot bath and have my butt get cut up and all my lady bits by bath salt because they stick to the bottom. You know,
0: there's actually a way to avoid that. Bubble Bubble bath. bath or bath bombs.
1: Yeah, I just don't understand the purpose of that. So okay,
0: so that was Random Topics by cat, <laughs> And moving forward, I would like to announce the most exciting thing that has occurred to me currently, which is the fact that it is episode eight, which means we are officially over the hurdle Uh Season 1 has 14 chapters, because that's how many chapters are in book 1. So we're officially on the downhill slide towards the end of book 1 and season 1. Look at us. It's very exciting. Uh, anything else going on? Do, 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 if I'm not mistaken, this should be the Friday before Veterans Day. We would like to thank any veterans who listen to this. We appreciate you. You're wonderful people. If you didn't vote last Tuesday, I won't shame you because you may not be an American. And I won't shame you if you are an American because you know what? Some people just don't want to vote. Vote for Pedro. It's a strange world out there, kids. Vote for Pedro. Always vote. for. Actually, no, you know what? No, there is something else we need to talk about. This morning, I went to go check on our Apple iTunes reviews because apparently Apple is the only one that allows you to review podcasts. If there are others, please let us know. And I went on there and I was excited because we are up to 19 reviews and I was so excited. And then I realized that our perfect five star rating was now at 4.8. And I wondered why. And I looked and somebody gave us a one star rating. How, How dare, dare they! they? and they didn't even have the audacity to leave a review they just rated us so we don't even know why it was a one star which is honestly the most infuriating part of this
1: yeah jerk
0: i get a's i don't get f's except in precalculus, twice from the same teacher
1: accio slugs in their mouth
0: yeah it's eat slugs eat slugs
1: whatever well, no, no, no no
0: no i wasn't like i was talking out loud and thinking i wasn't trying to correct you but also now i'm correcting you it was eat slugs did you know that the slugs were actually like flavored like they had like minty ones and like orange flavored ones i think there was a coffee flavored one and a chocolate flavored one i don't know how i feel about eating chocolate slime
1: did you know that there's a whole fan fiction site dedicated to actually putting Daniel Ratcliffe in fan fiction, not Harry Potter, his character, but him himself, Daniel?
0: I did not know that.
1: Yeah, I actually watched it on a um Graham Norton video. I I'm love Graham, Graham Norton. Morton. What? He got. He is one of the people that got me through my struggles this year because all I would do before I went to bed so I didn't cry all the time was watch Graham Norton. I have seen every episode of "Spill Your Guts or Fill Your Guts" with James Corden. So, um, like,
0: have you seen the episode where Benedict Cumberbatch battles the word penguin? Yes. Penguin. Oh my god! If she y'all haven't watched that, look it up on YouTube. Graham Norton, Benedict Cumberbatch, also known as bandersnatch cummerbund bimini cucumber Cumber, whatever basically. you want to call him he's a beautiful man i love him
1: yeah actually james corden just played spill your guts with um arnold schwarzenegger recently and like james is sitting there like not wanting to eat what's in front of him and arnold's like do it
0: do it now <laughs> eat it <laughs> also a uh, real
1: nobody cares about word no mommy, at this point just Hannah's to... just
0: gonna be like I'm gonna <sighs> Hannah Beth is gonna be like I'm gonna snip that and snip that and also one of my friends just drunk texted me and said quote well I'm shit faced and I'm on Patreon send me a link so I think we're getting another donor kids <laughs> which uh, brings us to our standard show exit um <sighs> The little hairs
1: on the back of your ankle because when you shave, it's really hard to get them. Hannah
0: Beth, you can leave that part in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're gonna be <become> kind <laughs> gay. People are gonna have to buy some fire whiskey every time. Like, every cat
0: overshares, drink every time. Cat talks about something involving hygiene, lady bits, and shaving, drink. Oh, and dang.
1: It was totally Ludo it, No, versus. we can't say that. It's
0: Potterless's thing. I mean, we can say it because we're crediting Potterless, but it's Potterless's thing. Um, I did appreciate- But I thought it was Ludo I appreciated Bagman. his uh, Halloween tweet, which was, don't have anything to go as for Halloween? Go as Ludo Bagman, because no one knows what he looks like anyway, because they cut him out of the movies. It's great. You crack myself up. You do. Oh, important announcement- <sighs> I was talking to our graphic designer today. We may or may not be su- creating patron specific decals because we've been promising our Fox member support Fox level supporters that we would find you some sort of something to send you. It has proven significantly harder than I expected to find something that we can afford with the fact that we're still technically in the red um, that we can send you out. Cause I promised you something, By Thanksgiving. So I'm going to freaking deliver. And our Fox level supporters are now getting a Fox specific decal. And I know it's another decal. And I feel like that's redundant. But decals are really fun. And you get to put them on things. And these are only available to our Fox level supporters. And it has the name of the podcast on it. And it also says that you are a producer. So it's super legit.
1: Yeah, and this muggle better send my package to me tomorrow because I am looking forward to it.
0: Yes, I will because the other exciting thing is if you go to public, that dot T-E-E-Public.com, we now have t-shirts available for sale. I believe we also have some other selections of things. I think we might have magnets. Lots of fun things, but we have shirts, we have hoodies, we have short sleeve shirts, we have long sleeve shirts. So, for those of you who are in the Northern Hemisphere, long sleeve shirts because it's cold as balls. For those of us who listen in Australia, cough, cough, besties, you can get our short sleeve shirts and our tank tops. It's very exciting. I just got my shirt. I love it. It's super soft, it's super cute. And oh, by the way, it doesn't just come in purple, it comes in whatever colors I selected that I thought went well with the logo. Wapam, well, and if you buy them, you are not only supporting us, you are also so supporting. Da, 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 da. You are also supporting a small business artist who's. I won't say they're struggling to get by, but this is a way for them to make money off of their art. And for those of you who like art or do art, you know how hard that is. So by supporting us, Tea Public, you're supporting us. You're supporting small business artists, and it's a good thing all around. And they're super cute public all you have to do is search for fire whiskey and honey and we will pop right on up also we will be posting that link on our Instagram link tree so if you go to Instagram uh, we have discontinued the website because gotta be honest it was a pain in the ass to keep up I couldn't figure out security certificates and until we get an IT person we're just gonna run off of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Patreon if you're an IT person and want to run a website please let me know I already bought the domain name for realsies.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of Fire Whiskey and Honey. Exclamation for you.
0: A special thank you to Shaylani for allowing us to read your story week after week after week.
1: Thank you to Blue Ivy Creations for creating our logo and,
0: and our decals. Yes, and to Hannah Beth thank you.
1: Claire for editing our episodes, exclamation
0: point. <laughs> I keep calling our editor Hannah because I'm an asshole. You can find us on Instagram at Fire Whiskey and Honey Podcast, no e in whiskey,
1: and on Twitter at FWH Podcast, exclamation point.
0: If you enjoy this podcast and would like to support us on. Uh, support us and get extra content please support us on Patreon .patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash firewhiskeyandhoney no E in whiskey
1: and thank you to those who support us already we wouldn't be here without you
0: big shout out because we just got our payout today and you guys are awesome and as of next month we will officially be in the black whoop whoop not broke And that leads us to our Patreon supporters Uh, We would like to thank Our newest wolves Michelle Teresi and Alyssa R Our newest loyal Loyal wonderful dog Mina And our newest Fox Audrey And that brings us to all the rest of our foxes Our producer level patrons Carissa Horton Laura Rivers, Kelsey Malilo, Rin Oliver Elise Wolfson, Krista Swearing And Sophie Segator, Amanda Quick Jillian Foles, Martina Tomlinson, Ashley Enstrom, Claire Luciano, and again our newest one, Audrey. Love you.
1: Thanks. What do you gotta say thanks? Thanks. Oh crap. <laughs> See you next fire whiskey.
0: <laughs> <Friday>. <laughs> For those of you wondering, there was another line at the end of that. She totally missed that. Oh, did you snort? Oh, that was the first one this episode. Um <sighs> It's getting really late, and I haven't seen my husband much yet tonight. I literally came home. I woke up at four, went to work at five. Nobody cares. I haven't seen my husband. I'm tired. So I'm going to (laughs) go. But before we go, I'm not going to ask you to say goodnight, Gracie, because you've retired that. So say hasta la pasta, nerds.
1: Why do you always have to tell me what to say? Why can't I come up with my own freaking catchphrase? All right, come up
0: with a catchphrase right now
1: okay i will for next Um, time no
0: no i want you to come up with one now
1: okay um
0: two hours later shut up
1: peace out buggle
0: people (laughs) do i have to say it like that
1: (laughs) no i will figure it out unicorns rule (laughs) <laughs> you are the weakest link bye bye <laughs> peace out there, girl we go. Scout. there we go good night here's oh, Johnny okay. it's freaking bats I love Halloween
0: I smell children oh I'm so sad Halloween's over
1: at dawn we fly
0: come we fly <laughs>
1: Say Asta La Pasta (laughs) nerds. Fine. This is the last time I'm ever saying that. Asta La Pasta
0: nerds. Damn, I was really hoping that was
1: going to take off. Coming with my own catchphrase. Next time, I will have a better catchphrase.